0: This podcast is a proud member of the CypherCast Network. Discover more at cyphercast.net and follow us on Twitter at CypherCastNet.
1: Welcome to Incantations, an Invisible Sun podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Dave. And we will be your guides along the path of suns. Today we sing one spell. With Playing with the World's Toys, we'll be talking about ghosts, specifically vislay ghosts. Join us on the Path of Suns, and we may uncover a secret or two.
0: When we cast Playing with the World's Toys, we discuss the mechanics of the game. This time we'll be digging into what a vislay can do when they're dead. So one of the big pieces of this game is death for one of the player characters isn't a huge problem. It's something that you can come back from. It's something that you can uh, live in and play with for a while if you want to. Um, and there are some advantages to being a ghost for a time. There are some uh, definite disadvantages, but you know we're going we're gonna to cover all of that here so we talked about this a little bit in one of our episodes in the lead up to the release. Uh, but now we have all the rules and you can find all the rules for this, uh, through in, in the following books, you can find it in the path, specifically pages 16 through 23. Uh, there are a bunch of secrets that come into play, which you can find in the way on pages 85 through 92. Uh, and then there's also a narrative skill, um, that will help you deal with being a ghost. It's not listed in the key, but the key page 32 is where you're going to find narrative skills and how much they cost. Uh, And you can also listen to our episode about skills to uh, freshen up on that. Um, So those are the the places we're going to go for all these rules. There are also some general spells and I think maybe an object or two that you can find in the cards. I'm not going to be talking about those. because, a I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping over that stuff because it doesn't seem as uh, useful for being a ghost uh, or essential as the rest of this. So, you can die in this game pretty easily. All it takes is three anguish or three wounds and you are dead. Uh, and Visley are notoriously mm, fragile. Essentially, if you, get, if you get hit by, I don't know, what would do it? 12, 12 damage in one shot? Like, you're well, done.
1: <clears throat> right. Or two hits with a medium weapon, and those are not exactly exotic.
0: Ah, two hits with a medium weapon is a good way to frame it. Um, and if your physicality pool is small, which they, in my experience, tend to be, uh, you can only absorb a couple of hits. Um, so when you're dead... Uh, you're going to be posed with a choice immediately. You get to choose to either stick around, uh, and, you know, remain a ghost, or you can move on to the pale, uh, in either case, the, uh, the player character should get a despair. Uh, hold on a second.
1: Oh, and, and I should say it's it's a heavy weapon, not a medium weapon. Uh, that would kill you in two shots. Medium weapon oh, would okay. almost kill you.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, heavy weapon is six. Medium weapon is four damage. Yeah. Um. So, uh, once once that character dies, uh, I think how I would handle this is I would probably put a stop to the action, and resolve their death, and you know go through this transitory period for them, and say, all right, what do you want to do? Do you want to move on to the pale, or do you want to stay here and become a ghost in, you know, whatever sun you're under at the time. Um, it it feels kind of like the scene that you get when you die in Dungeon World, where you go and you talk to death and you make, uh, you make a bargain with them and either you get returned to life or you move on to the Black Gates. Uh, it feels like this might be one of those moments that you could take advantage of to, you know, pull out some more of that character and you know see how they feel about this whole thing Um, if you do remain as a ghost uh, you lose a whole bunch of stuff Uh, basically you only have qualia all your certus goes away you can't impact the physical world Uh, and then we get to talk about the different stages of being a ghost Um, so do you remember like how we framed these ghost stages last time Scott
1: (laughs) I, now that you mention it, I remember there was a way we did it. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. It um, was the movie Ghost. Oh, okay. That's because I have not ever seen the movie in its entirety.
0: Oh, man. Uh, I know what we're watching for Halloween next year. Okay. Except it doesn't meet our criteria of being a foreign film, so I guess we won't.
1: <laughs> Maybe there's someone Canadian on, on the on the production side.
0: We've already dan- done Canada. i oh,
1: sorry, we did Canadian this year. Okay.
0: Yeah, next year it's like a Japanese or something.
1: Well, we might be able to do ghost as a boat as just an episode in in without the holiday.
0: Uh and then we could walk through and talk about the different stages that Patrick Swayze is going through.
1: Right? Maybe for Valentine's Day.
0: So anyway, there are a bunch of stages that you, you go through as a ghost. Uh and I'm gonna cover these, and then we're gonna talk about like how you progress through the different stages at a faster clip than you normally would. Um so once you die, you go through this transitory period, uh, which is what I was talking about. As like, hey, make this a, a scene where you you figure out what the character wants to do. Um, then, once they once they decide to stay in the world uh, as opposed to moving on to the pale, which is a whole different thing, um, they become a stage one ghost. This is a new ghost; it's formless. Uh, the ghost will become active within one mile of where they died. And once they find their body, once they find their corpse, then they can always find it after that. Um, then stage two ghosts are referred to as apparitions. And uh, that they're called apparitions because you can see them now. Uh, sometimes. I, I, it, it takes a bit of concentration on the ghosts part, I believe. Um, but these are ghosts that have been around for about a year. And then they can become visible. Uh, Also, uh, when NPCs become ghosts, or if you want to think about how powerful these ghosts are, uh, NPCs must have been at least level two to ever become an apparition. So then after 10 years, a ghost will eventually evolve into a stage three ghost, which is a poltergeist. And poltergeists um, can affect the physical world. Uh, These would also be NPCs of at least level three or higher. Then after 15 years, uh, the ghost would become a haunting spirit. uh, So they could become tied to an object. They can possess that object and they can animate that object. Uh, And this would be an NPC of level five plus. that's, That's how powerful that NPC would have to be to ever get to this point. Uh, and the final stage that we have is the phantom. So after thirty plus years, a ghost can evolve into a phantom. They can appear. They can appear as a living being. They can operate in the world for short periods of time. And NPCs of level seven plus are w- the the requirements for NPCs to actually become a phantom if they are dead. So those are the different stages. Uh, that's just the general overview. There there is a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more mechanical stuff going on at each of the stages that I'm just kind of glossing over here, but that that's the gist of it.
1: So you can kind of see a, an evolution of the uh, ab- abilities and how well the uh, goes can manifest uh, in, uh, well, I guess in the other sons uh, through uh, these stages. Of course, uh, if for whatever reason in your story, you want a poltergeist who's, Who's only been around for two years? Uh, you just have to wave your hands and say, it, "Magic did, made it happen."
0: Ah, and magic does make that happen.
1: So you don't even have to <laughs> wave fact. your hands.
0: You can you can totally justify it uh, because there are there are ways that you can you know skip past stages when you become a ghost, and these are tools that are generally available to Visley. Um, but if you want to justify. An NPC being whatever stage, even though their time as a ghost hasn't reached that, you know, you have some, you have some tools here that you can say, well, it, it makes sense. Don't worry about it. Like they know this secret. So once a, once a visitor dies, they can choose to uh, stick around and become a ghost. If they do that, they're this, they're not quite stage one, unless they do, do, or have one of these things. Uh, You, you can spend a crux and immediately become a stage one ghost, uh, which is that formless residua. Uh, If you have the secret um, moving through the emptiness, that allows you to become a stage one ghost immediately, which skips you past the transitory stage. You don't have to spend a crux. Uh, And the other thing is it also allows you to become a stage whatever ghost, depending on you know, the highest stage that you've ever achieved before. So let's say you died a year ago and you became a poltergeist. Uh, If you die again and you have moving through the emptiness, you can just become a poltergeist upon death. Like, cool, no problem. Uh, The last thing here that will help you is a narrative skill. And this is called out in the, the path. The path says you can take the ghostly acclimation narrative skill so that costs two acumen per level is it per level yes okay it's not like two times the level you want to get to so all right so i, two... I don't
1: think it's...
0: yeah yeah uh, i haven't listened to our skills podcast recently um so it for each level of ghostly acclimation that you get you can move past you can move up to the next stage after you've hit stage one. So basically, you need to get to stage one with a crux or that secret moving through emptiness. And then if you have ghostly acclimation, you can move up to the next stage for each level of that skill that you have. Um, the uh, The other caveat about this skill is you can only learn it while you're dead. So this isn't something you can train for. This is something you train once you're dead so that you can plan for the future if you want to die again so does that all make sense
1: yes and and conveniently there are four steps past stage one and a maximum skill score of four
0: yes that is correct um so uh if you die and you come back uh and you have the so if you die and you have advanced a couple of stages moving through emptiness is going to allow you to get up to that last stage that you got to. And then if you have learned your ghostly acclimation while you were dead, that you're going to be able to jump up pretty high if you die again. And with that secret and with that skill, that gives you a lot of power over where you want to go as a spirit. Uh, and that might make death something that's actually useful to you. Um. So there are a bunch of benefits to being dead. Uh, And there are a whole bunch of details in here. And these benefits are all listed out in the path. Um, But I'm going to just cover them real quickly. So the first thing you can do is you can pass through matter. Uh, So ghosts are insubstantial and they can move through matter. So that's great. At stage two, you can uh, disconnect yourself from your previous modality. So if you were a fish and you swim in water, a stage one ghost fish will be swimming in water. But once that ghost fish becomes an apparition, that ghost fish can like get out and walk on land or can fly around or whatever. Um, Invisibility is uh, another benefit. Uh, Ghosts by default are going to be invisible at stage two. That's when uh, that's when ghosts can become visible. Uh, At stage one, uh, ghosts can be audible if they're concentrating on it. Uh, But until you hit stage two, nobody's going to actually be able to see you. Uh, You can also affect objects in the world, but this is much more difficult. So at stage three, uh, when you're a poltergeist, that's when you can actually affect things. At stage four plus, you can start possessing items. Um, There's another little tool called an etheric device. And these are uh, tools that mediums use. So things like uh, crystal balls, uh, tarot decks. Do we have any other good items that mediums use to communicate with ghosts? Sands, um, tables, candles.
1: A lot of divination tools have also been used as sort of, uh, of these sorts of tools for media.
0: So those... So,
1: yeah, all, pretty much all of those things. Yeah, um, so
0: all of those things, a ghost can easily see them and be attracted to them. They act like beacons in the spirit world. Um, another fun little thing that you can do is you can make ectoplasm. You can make small amounts of snot. Um, so if you've seen the opening scene of Ghostbusters, like, there you go. Um. So eventually, once you hit stage four, you can reanimate your own body and possess it so cool i guess uh it does lead to some interesting uh questions about like okay i'm dead i just died i'm gonna go back in my body because i've done this before and reanimate my, reanimate myself so it
1: looks like i'm alive but i'm not it's not clear you'd have access to all of your certes
0: you wouldn't Actually, um, there's probably a secret that will explain how that works.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> probably. We'll get to it soon.
0: Well, I didn't really read all the details of those secrets to see if you get your certus back. Um, you can manipulate emotions. Uh, you can usually instill negative emotions on people. Uh, that's a stage three ability. Um, some stage three ghosts can... Uh, inspire positive emotions in people, but ghosts tend to inspire uh, fear and uh, other sorts of negative emotions. Obviously, um, at stage five, you can manifest. Um, that is your that is a physical manifestation. Like at stage five, that's something you're going to have access to. The noosphere, you're going to be able to tap directly into the noosphere uh, when you're a ghost. So, big benefit there. And then there are some vulnerabilities. One one thing that's nice as a ghost is you're immune to physical attacks. You are still affected by spiritual energy and mental attacks. Um, Another vulnerability is that time passes very oddly for a ghost. Like you can just sort of miss time. Uh, And that can be a problem because if ghosts aren't noticed or thought of, each day that expires without them... You know, being in somebody's awareness results in a minus one penalty on their qualia. And if that stacks up over time, that ghost will become inert and essentially cease to exist. And at that point, they can move on to the pale or they can hang around and just be formless uh, and sort of trapped forever. So, benefits. Those are the uh, benefits and a couple of drawbacks for being a ghost. Next up, we've got useful secrets.
1: So In, in reading through the books, um, characters mm-hmm. that want to really dive into the system and play mm-hmm. ghosts uh, will have to invest in secrets, or not have to, but will likely mm-hmm. want to invest in secrets. This is, a, 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 as well as the skills we mentioned before, this is really a character development choice. Uh, much like ch- characters can choose to emphasize forte, or they, uh, or order, um, or build up skills versus new spells, uh, one of the choices they can make is whether to invest a lot of acumen in uh, uh, secrets related to making it better for them when they are dead. Uh, to, so much so that players can spend, can plan to spend a lot of time in spirit form, uh, and that just is an, an alternative character uh, path uh for their investment resources
0: it's a really hidden path too because this isn't in the key this is in the way which is it in the way no it's in the path right i'm talking about the path the
1: path is where i think where it mentions the skill
0: yeah the the path covers most of the rules about this and the path was more of a gm's book wasn't it yes so Players aren't necessarily going to stumble upon this and say, oh, there are all these secrets that I can grab to help me be a ghost. So surfacing this, I'm not sure exactly how you'd how you go about doing it, um, but it's definitely an option out there. Uh, and if somebody is interested in spirits and interested in ghosts or if somebody dies, like you're going to have to figure out how to tell them. There, There are tools that you can use to make this easier and now that you've gone through this this experience and you have these tools you might be able to take advantage of it and becoming a ghost might might be good um so there's a bunch of secrets in there uh and very briefly there's the moving through the empty secret that lets you become a stage one ghost immediately so that that is really kind of a must-have if you want to be a ghost uh, otherwise you're spending crux to get to it which you can do that too but uh, Crux is a little bit more expensive, uh, in in my opinion. Um, one thing that we didn't really talk about is um, your memory. So there's a secret called Memories of Life, and that allows you to be able to cast your spells and retain all your memory and functionality as a ghost. So one of the things as a ghost is you will forget things. You will not remember uh, details about your life. You're going to forget spells that you knew, and this Memories of Life secret will... Uh, prevent that from happening so i think that's more of a narrative thing though like oh you died uh, and when you come back like you are having trouble remembering things so you've forgotten how to do you know certain stuff you've forgotten a bunch of your spells um so that that would be a narrative thing that i would probably impose upon a character who just died uh the next secret we have is walking in two worlds and this allow this secret allows you to just become visible or invisible and audible or inaudible uh at your own whim like that is something you can do uh you get to choose it there's a secret called ghostly hand that allows you to more easily manipulate things in the world um the ability to animate your own corpse is unlocked by uh picking up the walking dead secret There is the ether tap. That is the thing that gives you access to the newosphere. It also allows you to do eavesdropping on communication devices and things like that. So if people use telephones or, or if there are mediums trying to talk to ghosts, I mean that's something you could listen in on.
1: It's emphasized in the books that there's a great deal of overlap between the ether, the newosphere. Um, the pale <laughs> and, and like a lot mm-hmm. of these uh, elements uh, that kind of connect in various ways to the dead uh, are related in complex and poorly understood ways, which is to say, use them as you will.
0: Well, I mean,
1: you can emphasize the newosphere connection or the ether connection or any of these.
0: So you can probably think of it as the Neosphere is the internet, uh, and the ether is AOL. It it uses the. The noosphere, but you have to access it in a in a you know specialized manner, um, and maybe bulletin boards would fit in there as like you know places for the pale to talk to,
1: right? But and so whenever you see references to aether or the noosphere, remember that ghosts can connect to them in in, in some interesting ways, and that yes. they are themselves connected to each other.
0: Spiritual link is another skill or secret that allows you to form a special connection with another person that allows you to communicate them, communicate with them, even if you're dead. Uh, And the last secret they call out here is semblance of life, which allows you to manifest a solid form. Um, So you, you can see those all map to the different stages and benefits that you get for being a ghost. So I'm, you know, if you want to be able to do these things, you're going to need these secrets. And very quickly, when you return from the dead, you should probably be gaining some acumen because you're going to be changing when you come back. Like, death is an experience that should change a person. Uh, And it even suggests in the book, like, hey, one option is give them two acumen and tell them they have to spend it immediately to represent that change. You could also have them lose some sort of magical practice uh, permanently. uh, And if you have that happen, Obviously, you should probably give your player a despair for that for that experience.
1: Yeah, if they're forced to spend two acumen immediately, it conveniently that's also uh, one more point in the narrative skill of uh, 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 that lets them manifest at different levels.
0: Ghostly acclimation.
1: That's right. So by default, they can just become more acclimated each time.
0: Yeah, which is not bad. Um. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious. I was I was wondering if I was gonna have a ghost in my in my campaign, uh, because they were thinking about waking up an ancient and powerful entity that lived under a fountain, and they were going to do it with bad information by players. <laughs> and I I was pretty sure I had given them enough warning signs to say this is a bad idea. There is a dead body here. It was obviously ripped apart by something. And there's a a book that has notes in it that say, I don't know if this like ritual to wake this thing up is actually accurate. They got real close to doing it. And uh, that would have been like, all right, this this creature is upset and it takes a swing at one of you. It would have been a very hard roll. One of them probably would have died. And then we would have had to figure out, like, how does a ghost work? <laughs> so now I know.
1: Yes. So this sounds like a a subsystem that's going to take a lot of time to pay off.
0: Yes, you you do have to do a lot of investment and you have to spend some time as a ghost. So it seems like the first trip you take to this world is going to not be super convenient. But subsequent ones, like you might have the tools at your disposal to take advantage of it.
1: This ends our walk. Maybe you discovered something today. Maybe you need to look closer. The music was titled Beyond from Wes Otis and Plate Mail Games. It is available from Drive DriveThruRPG. Invisible Sun is the intellectual property of Monty Cook Games. You can find a link to their website in the show notes. You can find our blog at incantationspodcast.blogspot.com or email us at incantationspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can find me at at Agonseer, that's at A-G-O-N-S-E-E-R, on Twitter.
0: And you can find me at Tex underscore Red on Twitter. So please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes uh, or whichever uh, podcast app you are using. Uh, It really helps us out. Uh, We also like seeing ratings and reviews, whether they're good or bad. Uh, or else just tell a friend about the show. That's another great way to get the word out and help people find us.